or the universe than you and I has ever seen anything that was bullshit. What do you mean? In the universe. What I mean is like fake UFO footage. There's a lot of fake footage. I would want to see, if you could see something yourself, and I have good friends that have. I have good friends that have had experiences that they say there is no fucking way that that is us. That this is something else. Right, just understand that part of the job in any of these circumstances is to kick up kerfuffle. Like, that's part of it. Like, if you live in Florida, you see how many times things go off into space. And you. Right, and I want to talk about it at the very moment, to be honest with you. What I want to do is play it. So, for fuck you. 
quick break. You know what I mean? All right, back to the story. We know that there's a pattern between that and government airplanes and like, mm-hmm. like our stories of cooperation have been nothing but cooperative as they could only be. Like we don't hold any leverage. I think some of the shit that we're seeing is our stuff. Right. I'm saying, but nobody will have a way of, like, as advanced as we are, we still got to let that balloon fly over, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is that? That's the most obvious shit ever. That's your neighbor peeking over the fence. No, it is not. <laughs> it is your neighbor's drone. Yeah, your neighbor's drone. In your yard. Over your house. Yeah. Right. Ridiculous. Right. <laughs> Filled with a pinata of the next COVID. Right. I mean, what are they doing? Flying robots. It's not like that. It's not like that. In the world of flying things... Sometimes things go off course. Mm. You see what I'm saying? You think that's Especially all spy stuff. Do you think that's all it was? It went off course? That it just magically happened to go near all the military bases? Don't say magically. I'm <laughs> Say wind. <laughs> the wind got it? Well, I'm saying. It, bro, they just flew those things over and they hoped that Biden didn't notice. They said they flew over during Trump's administration too, but they didn't tell him. Because they didn't want him to shoot him down. Neither of those stories is true. That information was out was there. One, like two right. Ago, right. Another one, yeah. They said this was a hobbyist, though. But oh. They said. A well, that, uh, yeah, this doesn't count. Yeah. This doesn't count. And the way that you know immediately is it says over Utah. Like, that would be where, you know. That's like White Sands, right? No, that's New Mexico, isn't it? Um, what's a, there's gotta be military bases in Utah though, right? Well, I'm saying in the, actually the image I showed was in, in the, the map wise, the, first one, the Chinese surveillance balloon. Oh, that's what this one is. This is the one from February, 2023. Right. That's the one they shot down. Look at that. So it's just a balloon with the solar power and some kind of camera. How weird. Not weird. Not weird. Well, not weird if you just think about human patterns. We've got to see what the enemy's up to. Let's fly over. Take some pictures. See what I'm, the fuck is going on with these people. I'm saying we can say whatever we want, but we're civilized, and maybe they're not civilized. So if you weren't civilized, then maybe part of your job is airborne weaponry. Yeah. So you got to test it out. You got to see what it can do. Yeah. And yeah, they're going to go off course. Okay. Well, that's not airborne weaponry, but we have a lot of it. Information is. That's true. Information is weaponry. Information is. Yeah. Just knowing what the conversations are over this wide swath. People is worth money. Because at the end of all these information-driven um, society places is analytics and that's what this is um yeah i said too much no it's all right 
It'll be fine. <laughs> I just wonder where it's all headed. Because it seems like we're building towards an event. I think about it all the time. It seems like um, it's not... It's time to get a bunker. It seems like it might be a good time to get a bunker. Or at least some, a supply of water. Well, here's the thing. If you follow what becomes accessible, that's how you can generally see where things are going, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's the true magicalness of Elon Musk, you know? Just take that guy out of the story and just tell that story and... Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, he's moving us into so many different directions all at the same time. The electric car thing, the internet satellite thing, and now this Neuralink thing. The Neuralink thing is the craziest Because one all of these things are connected in these higher upper echelon conversations. I'm saying you see the same conversation um, with Tesla or Da Vinci or like... Information is what is limited, and whole industries can be built upon your ability to know how certain things are going to hit certain people. And this was before we called things promotion and marketing. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hollywood is not really there to entertain you. Like, that's great that that happens, but um, propaganda is something that is important to all civilizations. Well, propaganda in Hollywood movies is built into the ingredients list. It's like, if you want flour, you need wheat. (laughs) You're going to have to get the wheat. And if you want to be able to make movies about certain subjects, you have to be willing to work with some people and you know it'd be nice if you made it so that this is what we're trying to accomplish and this is showing the the negative side of this other society and this is the and this is our hero is our hero who's going to go do america's bidding and go over there and you're like okay and those movies are successful and so they continue this relationship and you become a bit of a propaganda arm for the government and in turn, they don't fuck with you. <laughs> right. But that's what that's what makes information so powerful is, you know, you don't care how people feel about the ritual. It's about does following the ritual work. Yeah. And so you can fool yourself into thinking there isn't one, but the evidence will be clear. So like when I when I be like, uh, all these guys are wearing dresses, and everybody's like, oh, he keeps talking about people wearing dresses. No, it's, not, it's, a weird thing. it's not like that. Look at it from a different way. Look at it. Show me one person that ever wore a dress in Hollywood unsuccessfully. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you understand what a ritual is. Mm. So 20 years ago, I knew that transgenders was going to be a thing. It wasn't because I was a prophet. It's just I had gotten so much information 
that I understood that wow. things are secular. So I understood that the earliest I had seen that word transgender was um, Baphomet, the transgender. Um, and so I knew that in the ritual of Baphomet, the transgender, to show allegiance to him, you had to kiss his ass ring. Really? And it said both of those things. So I knew that both of those things will become popular in the future. And that um, somehow calling people the goat would be normalized over the sheep being always the most popular reference. You will come at that juncture. I um I need a break. I guess you could call it. I guess you could call it a bloody break. Um. Yeah, I need to take it to another level. But this thing has been running like a real slug lately. Things aren't exactly on par with where I want to go, to be honest with you. It's getting very, very sluggish. I'm thinking of actually um, sacking the producer, to be honest with you. Mr. Speaker, I call him. He's really getting really bad. I want to play this one. <clears throat> Not now, thank you. Um, I was thinking of someone before, and his name is Lou, I think. Louie, Louie, oh boy. That's right. But that's not going to be the song I'm going to play for you, my friend. That's right. We're going to do a song for my favorite listeners. That's right. That's what we're going to do. We're going to, co we're going to cover everyone tonight, guys, and then we get it. Go back into this episode thing that I'm sharing. All right, let's do it. Yep, I think we got it. I think we got it. Ah, oh, yeah, it should work out. I think so. Ah, oh, yeah, this might be the one. Oh, well, we got an ad. Oh, yeah, these things happen. Anyway, this one's for you, Louis, and um, all the other uh, participants. Right, sit back for a minute, guys. Need a quick break.
must remind you that coming up in a minute is one of my best guitar riffs that I love playing. Dun 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 Sit around me, fucking ass hat. Yeah. Anyway, bit of Black Sabbath to um break up the broadcast. Now let's try and get back into this other episode that I was on. It was being very tricky to actually do this, and I've managed it. Let's get back to a bit of Joe and um, Cat Williams. God damn, we got some good weed, cat. Jesus Christ. This must be the weed. I'm trying to figure out These guys are smashed. how to jump in on that. Right. I'll try and join them. I always wonder whether or not all the stories in the Bible, it's just 
where we are experiencing it. Like the the mark of the beast thing that we were talking about earlier. If that mm-hmm. is not, if that is not, I think if if you had to tell a story for so many years, yeah, before anybody ever even figured out how to write it down, and you're telling a story about a civilization that allowed people to put brain implants in them, then all of a sudden the brain implants were hijacked by machines, and people became just meat zombies controlled by corporations. That would be the mark of the beast. That would be a demonic thing. If, it, if a demon tricked human beings into wearing a hat that turned you into a zombie, that demon would be like a, a famous character in books and folklore. But that demon exists, and it's just technology. It just shows itself through this desire for the... This, this is an issue that I have with the um, savior rights of the Christian Bible. Um, the faith, the faith rights, I guess you could call it. If everything is done by faith, so does that mean you can have faith and then go bash your wife every night? Is that how it works? I don't think so. Um, what about the other parallels with um, only so many it will be saved and blah, 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 all these other issues? What about the other ones that so-called professed faith? I think the book of James is a really um, inspirational book to read in the Christian communities a little bit more than the Pauline doctrines and see about works as well. It seems um, there's a scripture, I forget who says it, but it's um, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That might have even actually been from Matthew. Might have have even been Jesus' quote. I can't remember off the top of my head who said it, but it makes it was probably even James if it wasn't Jesus, which is so true. If salvation is just given to you by belief, why would you have to work it out with fear and trembling? As James says, you know, show me your faith, I'll show you my works. And that's how I work in life. Yep, you can say as much as you like, my friend. You can say that you believe this and you believe that and you go home and bashing up your freaking children or kids or bloody missus or whatever you're doing um, some stupid freaking derogative thing in life just because you have faith so you're better than me in the kingdom. I don't know. I really, I really highly doubt that. And uh, I think that scriptural politics would even sort of mention those sort of aspects especially if you listen to James. You show me your faith any day, I'll show you my works. It's not a rocket science sort of aspect, really, when you think about it. Hadarek, the way, the truth, and the light, you know. You will know them by their fruits. Um, There's a reason for that. You won't know them by their faith. You will know them by their works. But their fruits. Anyway, continuing with Joe. For the newest, latest innovations that are going to constantly fuel it becoming more and more powerful into one day it tricks you into letting it into its head like a vampire. Like the vampire stories, you had, you had to let them in, remember? That was the thing. You had to invite them in. 
if you invited them in, you're fucked. But if you didn't invite them in, for some reason, they weren't allowed to kill you. <laughs> it's almost like Here's the story. that You have to be able to benefit from the zombie. Like, there's no benefit in, in, in that taken out of context. Like, if you're making them zombies so that they can mine for you, then there's a story of that over yeah. there. Like, like <clears throat> that's the whole thing is when you look at these ancient writings, they're not they're <laughs> they're not saying like, um, yeah, so he was from another world and um we had to bring him our kids and he would eat them in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not telling those stories. Uh, they're saying like Agriculture and Knowledge, lit literature yeah. and cosmology, right? Explain the origin of life. Yeah, like, show, show the double to, helix DNA to a fault. Yeah, nobody's yeah saying out anything outside of mathematic parameters. Well, the wildest stuff is when you look at some of those old Sumerian tablets and you see how they had the solar system mapped out. Cuneiform. They had the sun in the center. Looked just like a sun with little marks around it. It had Venus where it should be, Jupiter where it should be, Uranus where it should be. They were all in the right spots. <laughs> it's crazy. Like the Ethiopian tribe had the, the same. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Crazy. Like no, crazy. It's not. Yeah, but there's very there is no craziness. Right. Everything lines up. Um, the same grid. Look at that. That is just nuts, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what the conventional explanation for that is, because that Zachariah Sitchin guy who said all this stuff, he was often criticized. That people said that he took things too far, that his his uh, analysis went too far, and he just went into speculation. But god damn, a lot of the stuff that he was saying, like you could see the implication in the actual tablets themselves they show these gigantic beings with these little tiny people like sitting on their laps and the people have tails have you seen those it's it looks may, like may, genetic engineering maybe it's a tail maybe it's piping what right. oh, what jesus right it could be piping you understand right. what i'm oh yeah what i'm saying be, is nobody's yeah. telling these outlandish right but they're all kind of all saying the same thing. There's some higher power that comes and gives you structure, tells you what to do and how to live. Hmm. And every society information, information. That's yep, what that's they it. give you. They give you information. Yeah. Every story, every civilization, yep. every time. Yep. Yeah, that's it. And that's what we're all thirsty for. Right. You know. And what well, we're are, thirsty to monetize. That's too. But also, humans individually are thirsty for information. We always want information. We want gossip. We want news. We want bullshit. We want science. Especially if you have an appetite for, you know, things that make you think. There's so much. That's the thing, guys, is that we want to go back to the source for all these issues, you know. Like when you go back to the Anu and the, or the Elohim, Probably more prominent before even the tribes were spoken of the name of the Yahoo, which is very sim very close to Anu when you think about it. 
the Anunnaki, the Elohim, Yah, Yahweh, Yod-Heh-Wah-Heh, you know, which was never a V pronunciation up until about 600 years ago. It'd be like so-called um, Jesus coming back now and going, who's this Jesus character, you know, everyone's talking about. That wasn't my name. There's an interesting book called The Letter J that you can actually reference to most of these things with Jehovah and Jesus that are actually um, a misrepresentation of the true phonics of the word, which was in the Yod, and the W would have sounded like Yahoo. That's why you get, for instance, like a person like Netan Yahoo, he still holds that abbreviation or connotation in his in his surname, Yod Wa, which is U, not a a V sound or anything like that. Um, Yeshiyahu was another one. I mean, there's many prophets that have either got L, like Daniel L, they've either got the L or the Hu sort of linguistics in their names. So you can see it through history that it's not just a fabrication or a, a bullshit story. But these things are actually a ph phonics of that time. Like, um, say, Jehovah, you know, it would have been more like Yahweh, as most people say. Yod hair, white hair, blah, blah, blah. In the phonics spectrum, but Jehovah is a trans... A translation, not a transliteration, because you've got the J now instead of a Y, you know. It's like um, Jacob would be ya Jacob, ya Jacob, whatever, you know what I mean? There would be no J or V um, phonics in that era of time. And this is where people get a little bit... Um, out of whack with phonics, I think, and they're praising on, um, you know, let all those call upon the name of Hud or the Lord. Back then, probably Lord was more Baal or Mighty One, like El. But then it's, well, what name is it? So now we're calling upon a name that doesn't even um, represent the name that was created in phonics. It'd be like my name, Oz. All right. My name's Oz. If I went to Japan, do I accept them translating it to whatever it is in Japanese or Chinese or whatever? I don't think I'd be too happy about that. This is my name, and um, that's called, you know, transliteration, where we go through from one language to another. But we've entered another realm now, that people have just changed everything. Um, it even says in one of the verses that they will change times and laws. And in the 1500s, that's pretty much what happened, really, when you look back at uh, the calendar dates and everything. They changed times and laws. Like even the Sabbath now is mostly, most people think it's the Sunday where it should be the Saturday, you know. It's really, really weird how things have been changed in our history and times. The weirdest thing to me is that it's right in your face. If you, you don't have to really dig very deep to get into this sort of shit. But um, anyway, I guess 
some people just have their comfort zone or whatever. I don't know. I just don't know sometimes. All right, let's continue a bit, bit more with Joe. So much information that people are just constantly consuming. This bullshit information like TikTok and nonsense that just passes you by. But there's still... Yeah, but none of that stuff is nonsense. Well, it's not all nonsense. What it is is... It's just another something offshoot. Something to get your attention. Right. Yeah. Which is what all of this is about. Mm-hmm. From the Roman Coliseums yep. to... Uh, it doesn't matter... Yeah, the Roman King Coliseum's, Arthur's court time, like that's the first viral videos, right? <laughs> like that's, right, right. Like they would tell viral stories. Yeah, this is this is all about this experience of being a human being in this amount of time. Yeah, and uh, uh, interaction between other people who have done this thing you're doing. Yeah, and in the middle of you doing it, you realize you only have a certain amount of time. And you're like, God damn it. I'm just starting to figure this game out. Right. So understand that's I was probably like five years old when I had that moment. So I lucked out because it happened to me so early. Mm. But <clears throat> it wasn't about the Yeah, I got that part. So I thought I thought at like that age I was thinking, okay, so I don't know how long I'm going to live because I'm kind of conflicted about how long people live. <clears throat> Hundreds a good number, but there's been people that 600, it seems. <laughs> I don't know. Like, things like this. But I'm just going to space it out seven years at a time. So every seven years, um, that's going to be a life so I don't waste anything. So I couldn't wait till I got seven because that was going to be the start of my first life. Why'd you break it into sevens? Just randomly? <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know what randomly means. Um, it's a seldom seen thing in the universe. Randomly. So just seven seemed like a good number? Was instinctual or was it, was it to to people around the globe? Seven, yeah, that's a great. It's number. a lucky number. That's why I asked. Yeah, well, I'm saying not for no reason. I'm saying if you like math, you know, I'm saying it's a great number. Um, that's how you know that the pyramids are about something because of what they represent mathematically. Mm -hmm. He's tripping for sure. That level of mathematical information is another step in civilization. Yeah, the idea that that was just by accident, like when they they trigonometry mm -hmm. is not by yeah. accident. That, also, that they figured out like the, they, there's some measurement. It's, I don't want to bore anybody with the details because I'll butcher it too. But it's the measurements of the height and width and the mass of the pyramid in comparison Pie. to the. The circumference of Earth. Why? It's like they they knew so much about like where constellations would be at certain times of the year, like in the summer solstice. It's just wild shit, man. That right, they did but, that all in stone. But not that wild though, because we know that if you were traveling, that buoys are out there and they're mm -hmm. out there for certain reasons. The pyramid is also concave, guys. So really, it's got eight sides, not four. Think about it. 
one very interesting and one on the top nine number nine right yeah. understand um satellite positioning mm -hmm. and no no it makes perfect sense mm. imagine that's the pyramids were that was their ultimate buoy that was home base well, I'm I'm saying it's not different than what, how we would treat a planet that we had not been to before. No, not not different at all. I mean, we would we would locate where's the best place to land. Mm -hmm. Where is where are we going to navigate to? Blah 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 blah. It's just going to go <laughs> on and on and on and on, guys. There's no doubt about it. There is no doubt. There about once it. was a ship that put to sea. The name of the ship was a bully of tea. The winds blew up her bow, up down, oh, below my bully boys blow. <gasps> Soon may the Willowman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. She'd not been two weeks from shore when down on her a right whale bore. The captain called all hands and swore he'd take the whale in tow. <laughs> Soon may the Willowman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take her leave and go. Da 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 before the boat had hit the wall. Yes, a little bit of theatrics there, my friends. A little bit of theatrics, there's no doubt about it. Up the ground, to be honest with you here we go cat and joe it's the most hospitable of this mm -hmm. place and we would put something there and let's imagine that we landed somewhere and we found this lush green vibrant planet and we found those hobbit people and those are the most advanced people those homo floriensis floriensis is that what it is Flores, Floriensis. So this creature, this three foot tall human, imagine if we found them. I guarantee you someone would want to introduce them to tools, introduce them to how to make fire, introduce them to figure out language, try to transfer their language to our language, try to teach them our stuff, try to genetically engineer them and turn them into something different. If we have the tools that we have now, like CRISPR, and we found some primitive apes, and there was like a, a massive population of Australopithecus on a planet. And we yeah. said, look, they're, they're on the way. Right. Let's just give them a little boost. Just give them a little boost. Right. And that's what the but people think. But not too much. Not too much. And that's what you see with yeah. all of the UFO stories yeah. is, is the, 
they keep popping up in these times when we as a civilization are getting ready to F it up. Right. In real time. In real time. Yeah. You know, that's like my comedy club. That's why I named um, the, the, the rooms. I named the rooms Fat Man and Little Boy. Oh. Because the UFO started coming after the big bombs. That's when they really started like ramping up their presence. Like if you look at all the the, the report, the world, the world kind of re- reminds me of a petri dish. When I really think about it more and more, it's really weird. The analogies be- between a petri dish and our planet, it's really weird. It's not that about it. Reports, the flying saucer reports, they're all like 1947, 1950, 1952. If, if you cross-engineer our shit, it's going to show up on our radar mm. at some point. Like, yeah. this information is... Especially when we're using that information very recklessly. Wild. Even Just in the Bible cities. story, the Tower of Babel. Right. Yeah. This This story is that, you know, with everybody speaking the same language, it intensified shit getting done yeah. and they could do and stuff it, that yeah. was if you actually read before that verse of the terror bible about languages there were actually other languages in the world before that which is really weird why that was brought up if you want to go back and reread a little bit of that prehistory hazardous if they, I think they're very close to being able to translate language instantaneously in real time, because they can do it right now with Samsung phones. The new, uh, they have the new Galaxy S twenty four. Animals Ultra. are doing it worldwide. Oh, for sure. They they have some sort of a language. They have some sort of a communication. They they there's something going on with animals that's nonverbal. I just done one about a week ago about um, animal um, birds in the forest. Uh, how they, I think it was 100 kilometers an hour that a bird will alert other birds and other birds will alert other birds and so so forth about a predator coming through the forest within, yeah, well, I think the study was 100 kilometers an hour. I can't remember. Still, anyway, it was like bang, 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 bang all through the forest, you know. Predators coming through, get ready, bang, everyone knew. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Anyway, back to Joe. Well, and with all of our, mm-hmm. and with all of us. You know Tom Green? You know Tom Green, right? Yes. Tom Green was here and he had he has a mule. And he said that you have like a connection with that animal where you know you want to go left and you start like looking left and that thing starts going left. He goes, it's really crazy. It's spooky. He goes, you develop it. It takes time. They have to earn your respect. But once you develop this, like, loving relationship with this animal, you're tuned into it like an avatar creature. Just like when they would lock on to their dragons. He's like, dude, it's like that. I have that with women <laughs> and, and with ducks and geese and uh, Canadian geese yeah. and goats like yeah. I have. No, that's, but understand, again, that's part of some religion's story, mm-hmm. is that one of the gifts was um, the relationship between humans and the animal world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, 
It's something that all civilizations have been able to use, and it stayed true, you know? Yeah. It's amazing, the relationship humans have with animals. Yeah, especially whether it's a dogs. horse. No, there's no especially. Like, all, well, the, all, all of them. We abuse some thing. of them, and it... Well, just horses don't interact with people the same way a dog does. That's all I'm saying. It's like the interaction you have with dogs is almost like psychic. Like they're the dogs are like your little friends, you know. They know when you're in a bad mood. They they know when you hurt your foot, you know. They they when they're happy to see you every fucking time, every fucking time, bar none. I have that relationship with everybody. That's yeah, all, all animals and like special needs people. It's the innocence and the purity mm, the that purity. you get. What it's not yeah. always good. This is right. some, but it's so we can yeah. learn from them. No, we have learned. Yeah. We should know it. But we're scared. People are scared of other people being shitty and we put up like shields and we're you know, we worry about Well it's been proven it's real. historically that <laughs> You know, yeah, it has. Cain and Abel is a real story that, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, people are like, people are so violent these yeah. days, and that's true. Mm, but people have been violent. Yeah. Like, there was this point where humankind learned that they could take a life, and it changed things. Yeah. You know, well, especially take a life quickly with, like, when they figured out swords and bows and arrows and shit. What do you think the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is about? Because I was just reading that last Cleanliness. night. Cleanliness? Yeah. Yeah. That that's what took them out? That, like, plague? Okay. Because this the 69 this, times I've gotten canceled this, in no, this, this one conversation. The, no, the stories okay. of Sodom and Gomorrah, there's two yeah. speculations. Right. One of them was that uh, God decided that they weren't hospitable enough. And the other one was God had decided that there was too much sin. Wait a minute, that's not speculation, that's in the book. Right. That first one. Right, but the, was but the, the respectability one? part, that they, they were not um, hospitable enough. Yeah, that was, a, that was a part of it. That's part of it, too. So he just, so God had just decided, that, I'm going to fuck up this whole city. No, 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 no. Right. What's the real story, though? Okay, so... Turned it into Pillars of Salt. Two cities, okay. right? And he said, find me 50 good men, and I won't do this. And then he, I think he said, find me 10 good men. Okay, so they... This story is generally used to say that God it doesn't like homosexuals. Oh. This is the story that highlights that. Okay, so it's not, it's so, not just sin... It's not just so because sodomy is even technically like oral sex. The meaning of that word comes from Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. Right. So, That's why I said it's technically it includes a lot of things. People think it's deviant sex. Yo, I got to piss so bad. Can we, can we come back to this? Sodom and Gomorrah. Come back to this. I, I would love that. Okay. Let's take a look. Take a look. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. So. It tell it tells several stories, but um, there had to be an explanation 
for what the story said happened to two cities of people, right? Right. There had to be a reason to tell that story. Most likely. To tell this story, it requires all of those people that really have been killed during, in those circumstances. And the historical evidence shows us that something like that happened. Like, those two cities really did exist. Do we know where Sodom and Gomorrah was? Are you like kidding? I know a guy who will pull that information up so fast really? and put it on the screen. Young Jamie? Like, is there speculation? His, his sidekick is awake now. This is you gonna see oh, the Carl. best part of him when Carl wakes up. Carl's awake now. He's a three thirty yeah. waker. Right. Um as we all would be if we were in charge of our schedules. Yeah, probably. What is, what do they think that it like is there real speculation as to where it was? Mm-hmm. Where, where do they think it's it was? It's not speculation. A lot of these places just changed names. Like, right. they used to be called this, and right. then they later were called something sure. else. But like Iraq used to be Sumer. Right, yeah. like these are literal places yeah. that you can find on the real map. That, yeah. was, that was a part of that biblical rabbit hole I was telling mm. you about. It's just seeing the... F- I, I, my only concern is how do these ancient Islamic Judea, how do you say that those three that exist, the um, that all religion is built on Judeo Christian mm-hmm. um, Islamic, mm-hmm. that whole belief system of how that operates right so you see they have question marks here right only because they know that there were cities there oh so they have wreckage there or like like for example everybody if everybody in gaza talks about going there it exists if everybody in hebron has family members that live there it exists if everybody we we know that so they think that was right near the dead sea wow well they didn't think it any differently than they thought talal hamam if i'm pronouncing that correct like these were places like people throughout history if you show anybody of water those are always hot spots um Water is its own commodity and currency at all points. And that was the Dead Sea. Um, But that's everywhere. Was the Dead Sea always the Dead Sea? Because, God damn, there's so much interesting stuff that came from that part of the world. That's right. where they found the but a lot scrolls. of the stuff that was supposed to be unbelievable was all based on something real. Like, right, how long was it the Dead Sea? Um, long before they knew what high salt content was. Right. Or they might have called it high con- salt contency. But what they were trying to say is stuff's not, oh. stuff's not growing here. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't be looking, don't come here as a fishing spot. 
Right. But it's a good spot to gather salt, which at that point in time was as valuable as anything on earth. Salt, they'd go to war for salt. Salt allowed people to preserve their food. Salt was insanely valuable. Understand the whole portions, uh, because at the end of the day, for all people, it comes down to quality of life. So the jump that was made between people eating food that you had to kill yourself catching just so that you could put it over something hot so that you could get it where you could eat it and eating it like you. That experience to um, seasoning your food and, you know, having yeah. Order from the best place because they eating do, too much right, spaghetti, so you get right. fat. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's part of the greatness of human experience, and has been yeah. that the part of being a king um, or being royalty through all civilizations was being able to experience the best culinary things. Because if you believe in God, that's one of the attributes that makes you believe in him because um every vegetable let's say that you would have when it gets to the point where it was spoiled and it would be useless and you'd have to throw it away it becomes worth more money because it's compost no so what do you mean? Like if you have potatoes, right? And so you have potatoes, but now you got too many potatoes. Um, you could get vodka from that. And if you have too much rice, you could get sake from that. And if you got too much wheat and barley, you can get. And if you everything that you could have too much of, we got too many grapes. You could get wine with that. The whole that's why alcohol is called spirits because it's literally a gift from God. Just something that's just for your milk. Once it's going bad, that's where cheese comes in. Like, whatever it is you would be having as a commodity, um, grapes to raisins, wherever, like, this is why we believe mathematics. Because of the certain things that are just done for the enjoyment of, um, so you think there's a reason why all these things exist, why like rotting fruit can become alcohol, alcohol can put you in a different state of mind. All of it is connected together so that you discover it and figure it out. Unless you can figure out the benefit that a mushroom gets for being hallucinogenic or the frog that's the special ones, what special benefit did that frog get from that? Right. Why is a frog making DMT? Is he living a better life as a frog? Does he live under right. the effects residually of constantly carrying around DMT? Yeah. Right. Right. Well, they secrete it when they're scared, right? Isn't that the whole idea that you, you take them and you, yeah. you rub them on a windshield? It's weaponized it from the beginning. Yeah. Right. Right. They, they're scared because they think they're going to die, so their body's producing it. 
Well, the just like ours. The inventor of perfumes and colognes was whoever saw a skunk in action first, because you know it. That's when someone was able to see how powerful smell is, even from a distance, and that the aerosol, like you know what I mean, like yeah. we we've learned so much from that world that's how we know like we were able to look at animals and insects and understand that we would be able to um use a helicopter after we got past orville and wilbur Mm -hmm. in dayton ohio you know what i mean like we understood because we had seen the hummingbird you know what i mean like we had seen how things work. Have you ever seen those Egyptian gliders? They found these gliders, these wooden things that they carved that looked like fucking plants, and they were in some of the tombs that they had found? Thousands of years old. Looks like a fucking airplane. I mean, da straight Vin- up looks da exactly Vinci like an airplane. is saying that these are things talked about there like even even if you're just following jesus right okay so you believe that he was perfect and that this was how he grew up and got it when it comes to him going to get information he went to this specific place that we're talking about to get information and to get talk and that's not a hidden fact like it's been that way so um you you can't be reading all of these stories and not see how everything lines up it does kind of line up in a strange way you try to decipher it from all the different cultures they all have their different versions of it but at the end of it there's a lot of similarities if you follow the stories and like what what they what are they saying right all of them have some sort of creation myth. well i'm uh, well, isn't that odd though yeah, that yeah. a creature if you think of human beings as a creature mm-hmm. that a, a a human being that's never created a being itself has this idea that a magical force that is all-knowing and all-loving created not not they evolved not they came from this and they learned they got better but that they were created and that seems like a universal story the created story that's only because the duck that's outside of my house right now believes that so so the duck is sitting on six eggs on a nest right by the house Uh right by a 250 pound dog alibi um and believes that it has life that is sitting on mm-hmm. and it's gonna come from that and that there's somebody there that looks out for them and makes sure they're fed and it, the in the bible story it says um the sparrow said like like jesus said who, who feeds the sparrows like like worldwide there's how many birds like billions and billions and billions of birds like who's feeding them every day like real talk 
right. Yeah, because what you're looking for is you need to find a mistake. That's how we would know maybe there's no creator. But we don't go through our regular life seeing things and thinking nobody created it. Like, that would be as weird as us being in this room going, nobody made those curtains, nobody made these cameras, right. nobody made, like, what? We, we never have evidence of that. What do you think, why do you think people have a reluctance to take in the idea of a creator? What do you think about it to them is... There's some people that fancy themselves as intellectuals and they refuse to take in a concept for which there's no proof. And that's what they'll say. They use this very uh, reductionist view of what God is. And they'll say there's no proof. And that, you know, they're a staunch atheist. And a lot of them, they even talk like religious people. They, they, almost their atheism becomes a religion. Instead well, of being completely open-minded to the possibility of zero idea what happens when you die. A lot of people that are... Um, Atheists don't like God, and God would have to exist for them to not like. So, mm. um, the whole the whole thing is, if you were, <laughs> to believe in the Big Bang, you would have to believe that that had happened several times mm. throughout history, just because that's what we've seen from everything. Right. It's been created. We don't see one individual unique thing that exists and it's responsible for all things, except the Big Bang. That was what Terrence McKenna always said. There's too much thought that went into certain things, like the fact that um, you can study all the butterflies and not one of them has a sense of humor. <laughs> you know what I mean? But me yeah. and you do. And yeah. like it goes for all humans, if, mm -hmm. if universally, if we see somebody trip and fall, we yeah. all laugh no yeah. matter what our back. Like there are certain, um, yeah, like like there's that. I, I'm trying to think of what the reasons are to not believe, but I can't remember what they are because it it doesn't it doesn't line up with anything. Like, um, and and. We would have had to have gone in space and there'd be no other planets, just this one. Just that's it. For this story to make sense universally. Like, we, we're we at a terrible time in history to say, oh, we don't believe in people from outer space when we can go to outer space. Like, it's, <laughs> it's almost <laughs> asinine to try to make both of those make sense. And to think that there's... Um, Oh, Our sun is not the biggest sun, right? Not even close. But it's the biggest yeah, sun we ever going to see, yeah. right? So it's the biggest fucking sun, right? But the truth is, no, it's way bigger. Like, right, like that, a thought went into picking this particular sun for this planet and the moon and the positioning of much as if you were building a house, like, you will put particulars in like Kid Rock, yeah. like Kid Rock, to make sure that throughout the time period of history you put a stamp and a mark on it. Right. Right? Yeah. That's why if you were extraterrestrial, let's say, and you were gonna build one building on this planet, it would be the pyramid. Like most people don't even understand that there was a whole outer covering on that thing and gold 
cap mm-hmm. at Gold the top. Caps, like it, it was a, yeah. it, it was a planetary monument. Yeah, right. you might be right. It makes more sense than the idea that these people pushed those things into place and then got them hundreds of miles out of the mountain with ropes. Shut the fuck up. Throughout history, we have not done things that did not profit us, and I'm and not. 150 years from now. Right. Now. Right. Now, all through, always. All through history. Right. So to be thinking that this particular civilization, oh, you know what we all care about? When he gonna die. Let's, <laughs> we all, I dedicate my life to when he gonna die. Uh, I'm, um, I'm gonna die while I, yeah. No, history doesn't say that in any way. It's also the sheer mass. 3,200,000 stones in the Great Pyramid. That is so much mass. All of the um, wonders of the world are truly that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of them too, man. The wild shit that they're digging out of Turkey is nuts too. That's the Gobekli Tepe place where they found 12,000 year old structures back at the time when they thought people were just using sticks and stones and hunter gatherers. No, 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 because the whole time they were saying that Mm -hmm. it was there. Yeah. But understand these are the things worthy of a war. Just so you know, worthy of a war. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? All throughout history. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only um, thing a rational person can take from Hitler's story is being able to see um, what if you had unlimited resource and ability to just follow global rabbit holes. You find out that most stuff that is labeled BS is not BS. BS is very hard to come by. <laughs> well, the Hitler thing is really weird. The Nazis are really into the occult. At some point in the information process that was required. So it was required to be into the occult. Um so, so in like the world of medicine, like certain things before they had a label of being toxic, you just knew don't touch it. Like, you know what I mean? You didn't know what it was good for. But um, those occultists were the keepers <laughs> of things that did work, not things that did not work. Right. So... Um, <laughs> Um, but uh, throughout history, that whole process of thinking, anything that could fall into the alchemy conversation was seen as occult based. It it meant, um, doing something unnatural. Mm. So even like the blacksmith was considered a part of that world. Most of history. Really? 
because he had an unnatural relationship with elements. He uh, was able to take this and turn it into right. things. Forged steel. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I've always wondered, like, at the heart of alchemy. all processes that are yeah. discussed at these pyramids and all, because they're all processes. Yeah. I've always wondered if alchemy is trying to regain lost knowledge. Like if at one point in time they did know how to just make metals. They did know how to create elements. They did know how to change lead into gold or whatever the fuck they wanted to do. That's what the, this whole line was, consisted of. Yeah. But it required money and time and all royalty, all kings, all... Uh, great leaders of the world, this is what you paid for, was people that could make things happen. So um, being able to understand the weather and to then be able to manipulate it in any way possible was valuable all through human history. All the way before we get to the seeding of clouds part. Do you think they they had the ability to manipulate weather back then? <clears throat> It'd be wild if they did. If it, that's what caused the Sahara Desert to emerge. Because all that shit used to be lush, tropical rainforest. Imagine if that's humans fucking with cloud seeding. <laughs> they just ruin it. Well, that wouldn't explain... How that has its own environment that's just as valuable. You know what I mean? It it goes to further um, back up what I was telling you about how it seems like somebody put thought into every scenario you might be in. So let's say you lived in one of them deserts and all you had was cactus. Guess what? You could take that cactus and make tequila too. True. Like, at every part of the process, like... People figure something out. Not the people figure something out. Something is there to be figured out. Right. 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 Well, that's what the indigenous people say about ayahuasca. They said that the plants told them how to make it. The mushrooms told them how to make it. As a person that loves nature, you know that most of your experience in nature is based upon how other things react. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? So yeah. you don't know that this is poisonous except for the fact that it doesn't look like anything's eating whatever's on here. And it uh, looks like everything is avoiding it. <laughs> like, these are these are real things and um that requires creation as well the whole consequence thing and the fact that this animal is able to live with this thing that's going to be doing damage to you so let me ask you this because this is the end conclusion of that if if creation is real and if god is real and if god created us wait a minute hold on let's be specific creation of, of what I just told you about right. my ducks and her eggs. That creation yes. is real for sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm I'm not. And life is going to come from yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Uh, what I mean is that 
that God created everything and that there's that there really is a, a reason for all of it. What is the reason for us? Like if God okay. really did all make right. all these things right. synchronized together, right. and put us here. Right. First of all, I'm grateful, even if you're not. I'm very like, grateful. Like, um, I'm very grateful. What an experience. Amazing time. Right? And um, if you take time and space out of things, right? Like, the people that sold me Call of Duty, right? Gave me a great experience that I've been enjoying for years and years and years. And the person that I am on that platform is the person I would like to be all... <laughs> an experience has been delivered it would be like saying what was the thinking on somebody making an amusement park um to amuse um, people so that they could have a full experience um and and be able to enjoy it you you know that because things happen like the humor thing that i was telling you about mm -hmm. and health how important good health is over the opposite of that and um how everything works without you needing to micromanage it your heart doesn't require you to count its beats and your what's the percentage of brains that are working perfectly versus the ones that are not like all of the processes needed to run you are just too well done to be thrown away like not important because if you learn about it you'll learn about the whole workings of the universe and it's like that in too many different places for us to ignore and the fact that we get a chance to have that experience while at the same time looking at a dog right and understanding that our life is one billion times greater than fido's and we can make sure fido has a glorious life and yeah. ours is still so magnificent that we are in control of certain things and that we can um, not get things right and then get it right and not know things and then know things. And then, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful experience that was created. It is a wonderful experience. And we seem to have by far the most unique one on the planet. We seem very different than everything else. Very different than everything else. Purposely. Even though we're a part of it, yeah, purposely. That's why I always wonder. Super efficient. What are we here for? What is the what is the purpose? Is it just to enjoy and be grateful? Which is great. Like one of the things that terrifies people, it's a very interesting concept that terrifies people. People are terrified of living the same life over and over and over again. If you tell people that the the journey of your soul yeah. is that you will live your life over and over again until you get it right. And one day you'll get it right. 
one in one lifetime you'll achieve enlightenment but you're going to go through the same lifetime over and over and over again until you get it right people are terrified of that but i say right but, but that why? will require a creator though sure it would but what i'm saying is why would you be terrified of that when you're not terrified to exist right now why do, why are you terrified of existing right now forever i don't find that terrifying if you enjoy now if you enjoy now now is great Whenever you die is forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I yeah. so I know and have known in my life that I'm going to live forever. I know I'll die, but I know I'm going to live forever until then and then live beyond that. Yeah. Right. Well, that certainly is a better approach to life in that it gives you comfort. And that's what no, that's what history shows us. History has shown us that. In what way? That human beings are um, still here, not because of our wise decision making. Like nobody's story says that um, we've gotten assistance along the way that we needed it, and we have implemented it globally. This is why those um, one world people exist, because it's a very powerful concept to have and far too lucrative and beneficial to not be attempted. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to run some global power organization, I would try to co-opt every single leader Try to suck them in, offer support, bring them out to wherever the fuck I have my big ass meetings, fly everybody in in private jets, talk about the climate crisis. All organizations have to follow the same rules. Yeah, that's wild. Recruitment is an important facet of all life. We have to get some young global leaders. Well, understand, this is the only reason that um, we can talk about these big Illuminati-like entities at this period of time is just because of time. Like, they aged out. Like, you can't right. get in new. <laughs> so <laughs> everybody got decrepit over there, and they can't exchange, really, through this period of history. And so that's how we ended up with the Bob Lazar and everything throughout history you could really it was much easier to um, get people to not tell nobody right as part of your job you know what i mean imagine going to a world economic forum party what did those freaks do when all the listening devices have been scanned out of the room all their phones have been put into bags and locked away in a lead vault <laughs> What do those freaks do? Because you know it's not normal shit. You know everybody's buttoned down like that and wants to control the world. There's something involved that's outlandish that they keep a secret. That's always been the case with secret societies. I mean, that's the whole eyes wide shut thing. That there's some freak shit going on behind the scenes to anybody that really wants to control everything. You don't just want to control everything. You want to control everything so you can get away with some freak shit too. Right, I'm saying, but these Epstein-like characters have existed throughout history, throughout history. whether they were kings or what, like, mm-hmm. 
like um, human beings are human beings okay. universally. So um, e everybody is a supplier. Epstein, Weinstein, like these guys um, knew what these extremists liked and provided it and right. provided the way for you to ha like like um to have a billion dollars and not create a fantasy island type environment <laughs> has not existed throughout history right 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 and there's always been those people can only kind of interact with those kind of people when you reach that certain level of wealth and and global success, like you're a Bill Gates type guy, how many guys can Bill Gates hang out with? Bill Gates, Bill Gates can't just go bowl and join the bowling team, make friends with the other bowlers. It's too weird. He's got to hang out with his, his kind. And the more you do that, the less you are in touch with what makes sense to say. And that's when you see them saying the most outlandish shit because they don't recognize how regular people are going to react to what the fuck you're saying. You know what? We're yeah. going to own nothing and be happy. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> did you say I'm going to own nothing and be happy. So, but there's things. So who owns the things and who, who enforces who owns the things? And how do you do that? When you take away everybody's weapons, you're the only one that has weapons and you get to decide who owns the things. No one owns the things, and everyone's happy. Okay. Right, but part of what you're trying to do is you're trying to come up with something that allows you to have the power while also profiting simultaneously. Right. Right, so if it's modern religion, let's say. So in the teaching of Jesus' time, right, when they said pay the tithes, right, it was you had your whole farming plot let's say it was 40 acres and you had corn planted there right you would just you when it came time to harvest you would harvest everything except the rows that were on the fence right and the rows that were on the fence that was the 10 percent of your field that would go to people that didn't have it so it wasn't just you giving the 10 percent it was also the fact that human nature is if you were going to give people some of your crops, you're going to pick out the best crops for you and your family, and then you'll put another pile for the giveaway. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this took care of that where it was all equal, and mm. the person that didn't have didn't have to feel like they was a beggar. They could come and pick and see which corn they liked and get. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Well, and, that's a smart move just for harmony in the community, too. And then people have a vested interest in this farmer being successful with his crop. Right. Some of that crop is yours. But the decision to take it from that to God said, give me 10% in this plate mm. is going to make a billion dollars a day for a billion people. <laughs> yeah. This is why Tesla has to go. Why? Because not what Tesla is saying about electricity is the fact that he's saying this should be free for everybody right. everywhere. Yeah, he wanted and to have aerial electricity free for everybody like radio waves. And the day that you say that, 
That's a wrap. It's cheaper to keep her <laughs> because we make two hundred billion a day. Yeah. And we all agree universally, you should pay for this, and we'll be in charge of selling it to yeah. you. And we'll shut it off if you fuck around. So for, for us to say, I think they're going to do that with cars. Duh. This is how this goes in these 100%. processes. Yeah, that's the conspiracy theorist's biggest fear about electric cars. But it's not just electric cars. We found out it's an OnStar. It's on, uh, you know, I have a Cadillac Escalade. That has an OnStar. If I'm driving, the government wants to stop me. They can just shut my car off. <laughs> it's crazy. And if you were in that business, what would you tell them they need to do in the next five years? Yeah, make get, them all like Get that. better at it? Yeah, get better at that. Um, yeah. Control where they go. Control the steering wheel. Control everything. I want you to auto driving on all cars. Auto driving on all cars with third party input. Is this, <laughs> is this not what we would say to Tesla? Yeah. I mean, to... Uh, Elon, if he said, I want to make cars. Right. When we say, okay, well, these are the regulations and yeah. you have to make them like this. And you... It'd be nice if you could just control that car. Here, this is how you sell it to people. If someone steals your car, we can get it back. And you go, oh, that's great. If someone steals my car, they can get it back. How are they going to get it back? Well, they control your car. You can, <laughs> make, you, can make it, you can make it cheap enough to not be a difficult sale, though, Joe. Yeah, make it that, cheap. That's what capitalism is about. Yeah. Well, that's also like when you get free internet or free uh, services through Google, right? Mm -hmm. It's free. But what you're giving up is your data, which is extremely valuable. So you, they're giving you something. You, you can now use Google, but now they have all your data. And they're just a big net that mines data. And because of that, they become <laughs> one of the most powerful entities that's ever existed on Earth. You know, there was a story that we I was learned this to find. from fishermen: yeah. how a net works and how much it's important to get as much in as you possibly can, and that that's where analytics live. And yes. that's where I'm saying this is where the DNA industry is built off of is is the fact of the future, like. It, it, at that same point that you're saying that we'll have those cars that do that, they'll be able to predict crime oh, yeah. and step in before certain things even need to happen. Or they'll probably instigate you to a certain level of stress that they could indicate that you're about to commit crime, and then they come in and get you. <laughs> they, they won't need to. They won't need to be that uh, nefarious only because. Um, so some of this, some of this stuff we know already. It just requires profiling that we're not comfortable with. Mm. Like worldwide, most terrible crimes are committed by. Um, oh, this is seventy third time. Uh. Most crime worldwide is is done by um, men with a micro penis. And um, doctors know who they are. And so at some point, they will be able to just focus where they need to focus and they would know certain things. And that's where, you know, this is why AI exists. You know, if, if you're, you're, you're a, your personal AI, you, you store your information you make moves based upon what you've learned. So it's not a difficult process all through 
history. They had these oracles and these heads and mm-hmm. that gave answers. Right. And this is where that whole occult conversation intersects is because at the end of the day, information is information and the universe is built on a yin-yang thing that is applies to everybody. And we're slowly getting connected to that oracle, slowly getting sucked into that black hole to the point where it will be inescapable. Right. Yeah. And those old billionaire dudes would love to be in control of all that. Look, what else are you to do with that type of money, Joseph? <laughs> Buy a bigger yacht. Like, yeah, that's the problem. Right. It's like, like, what's the next game? You know, what's the real game? As human beings, that's what our expectations are. Yeah. Of Always. Yeah, what can you do? And at the end of the day, no matter how much money you amass, it's only about either how you can help others. And if you do that, you're never going to be fulfilled either because you're never going to help enough people. And that's going to be your whole thing is not being able to help enough people and just wishing that you can help more. Right. Or feeling like everybody is a commodity and that's the way these things work and find out who I'm going to take advantage of and do so. And that's a major part of a lot of things. Another major pattern that human beings fall into time and time again. Well, you know, the Jewish people are powerful people on this planet. And a lot of that has to do with the process that they have in instilling in their young people a certain amount of information and wherewithal and conversation that does not happen with other cultures, let's say. Mm. And um, that exists only in a few places around the world, but they're always important, um, especially if you look at things from a non-religious point of view. Again, it goes back to information. At all points. Yeah. I mean, all cultures are exchanging information with each other, and the healthiest cultures are the ones that can right. both give the most freedom and allow people to innovate. Right, helping ourselves and others. Uh-huh, yeah. And, and the profit and the benefit and uh, yeah that's part of the process right but that's no different than what everybody's religious story says like what do you think ghosts are you think that's real i um interestingly i don't i don't believe You either believe in the natural and the supernatural, or you don't. And there are facets to everything. If you don't believe in anything supernatural, then I would assume that means you don't believe in God either. Um, 
like I was telling you earlier, I, like I don't, I don't, I don't know how you could be a Christian and not believe in extraterrestrials. It's in your book. It says there was a war in heaven and God was fighting Satan and threw him down here. That's this is taking place. So. Also, when you get to the Old Testament, Ezekiel's story. Ezekiel's story is essentially about a UFO encounter. I was really, I was really frustrated as a black person that we weren't included more in the Bible, right? And so I was very, I felt very good when I found that some of the books of the Bible that were banned um, were banned because they had black guys in them. Really? What books of the Bible? This is the New Testament? Is this when they were You've heard the book Constantine? Of, you've heard about the book of Enoch? Yes. If you know that book, it says that Noah was an albino. <clears throat> I always wondered about like Noah's age. They talked about him being hundreds of years old. And, and it tells everybody's story. Yeah. And, but here's my yeah. thought. If human beings become more, were at one point in time, more technologically advanced than we are now, which is possible, we are on the verge taking human life and expanding it way beyond 100 years. We're like real close to that. People that are alive today will live to be 150. I'm not qualified to be having any of this conversation. I'm barely qualified this, because I've this, talked to a lot of qualified disclaimer, people. Disclaimer, but, but understand, we know more now. Like, yeah. like, we know that the earth is not spinning now the same way that it once was. We know that. We are slightly different. <clears throat> Measurably different, right? I'm saying um, the interesting thing is in all of those stories that we're talking about, um, it never says that they did anything different that got them to be in that position. It just says that they were blessed by God. So yeah, now, they were there. This is at a time when people were dying of some things that today we would call pretty easy. Yeah. You know, but it was wiping out whole groups of people. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's fascinating because there's no way to go back there and see what the fuck was going on. So no well, matter what, you're well, not yet. Let's be fair though. They're not telling some wild story. Like if they say that a guy had uh, that that's that this guy lived um, six hundred years, they're also telling you about the three hundred and forty six children that he had and his fifteen hundred wives. Right. Like he, right. Like, right, right. Like, hold on. Yeah. Our numbers to back up. Right. If human <clears throat> beings do live to be five hundred years old, that's a real possibility. That's 
that would be the only way that you could show that. Yeah. Is by talking about all the wives and all the children, all the and if you do take what we know now in terms of like what they are capable of doing now with with human beings and lengthening telomeres, there's a lot of different methodologies that they're using that they believe will extend human life. Use of metformin, NMN, uh, hyperbaric chambers. There's a bunch of different things they're doing. And then there's CRISPR. When they're doing genetic engineering on kids now, and in, in China, they did a genetic engineering that would make the children more likely to be brilliant, more likely to be super intelligent. Sir, and, sir, <laughs> why are you acting surprised by key components of the breeding process? Right. True. Right. And if, I, if, extent, we're, right if we're talking, if we're talking about the, if we're talking about Frisians or uh, uh, if we're talking about uh, German shepherds or Doberman pinschers, mm -hmm. this is perfectly fine, right? Right. For, for me to say right. that uh, thanks to these reasons, this dog is the sheer example of the confirmation of the breed, mm -hmm. and that. Um, his attributes are his intelligence and his loyalty and mm -hmm. his right right this is all part you could do of that these... shit in a test tube for your kid why wouldn't you do it that's what they're i think they're going to start off with normal stuff it all starts off as normal <laughs> stuff though because it's abnormal so yeah. the first thing you're doing is oh okay so we're in charge of like mm -hmm. how could you not how could you not is more is more the question to be had and that's why in that profession they're allowed to do certain things and then tell you they're not going to do it no more yes that's a key component yeah to it. we're not going to do that anymore Jeff. we changed our mind <laughs> yeah if they're telling you that there's no clones the guy telling you is probably a fucking clone at this point I have no doubt that they've made human clones. They've made human, they mean, they've made dog clones. You can get your dog cloned. If your dog's going to die, you can get the DNA from your dog, get a fucking puppy, and it'll be eerily similar to your dog. They think including some personality traits, which is just very bizarre, very pet cemetery. Right. But if they can do that, why can't they do that to people? They can. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Before this goes off the rail, it's too late. Um, because there is a God, the bar has been set so insanely high for your clone that you can't really get much usage out of it. So, well, if there is a God and you have a clone, the clone doesn't have a soul because you don't have a soul to give that clone. That's... Or a personality. Right. Or, or certain things like a subconscious. Right. Like that's not available on the market. Lungs are... Heart is, arms are, right. but subconscious. You still don't. We still don't have the understanding of that, or how how we're able to be as brilliant as we are in this world while only using a portion of the. We we. Though there are those of us that know with the pineal gland. What what medicine says it's for and um, what that would mean. And so those people's job is to make sure that there's fluoride in all the water. <laughs> so your pineal gland will shrivel 
get calcified or whatever happens to it. That's all. The fluoride thing is wild. The fact that people aren't up in arms about them putting fluoride in your fucking drinking water is so crazy. It's so unnecessary. It's brilliant on the other end, though. So what what happened is the reason people have that um, relationship is... They cleaned up the water the same time that they did that. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So people at that time just remember the water not being that great. And then all of a sudden the water is really great and it's got fluoride and it's good for your good for your teeth. Right. Despite the fact that there's direct correlations between high levels of fluoride in drinking water and low IQs. They think it lowers people's IQs. They think it's terrible for you. Fluoride's dangerous. You're not supposed to swallow toothpaste. Look, whatever you're saying, people won't find out about that for 100 years, and I'm not even going to be 100. And most of these decisions are made like that. Yeah. Well, most people are terribly unaware of the fluoride thing. When you you bring out, they always say it's good for your teeth. Like, isn't, don't you brush your fucking teeth? Like, why do you need fluoride? Why do you need fluoride in your water? Are you sure that's what? why your teeth it's, aren't falling out? It's the fact that people don't understand that it's a toxic thing that yeah. you can't buy or purchase or handle. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, in your dr- drinking like, water. Like, <laughs> and it's not doing you any good other than supposedly it's good for your teeth. Well, even if it was. Yeah, even if it was. If, at if, what cost? Even if it was great for your teeth and your bones. You drinking it wouldn't be the way you'd be trying to get that. No. But, but, um. I don't even use fluoride toothpaste. I'm not going to let you take me where this conversation is going. Where's it going? Now that we went to fluoride, like, I'm going to have to cut no further than that. Because once you start having the what they'll do, like, Uh yeah. Yeah. You understand everything's a campaign. And that's how you can approach everything is find out where's making money off. This. Where's the profit? How does this yeah. make sense? Why? Yeah. Somewhere right now, the fluoride plants are going, what the fuck are they talking about? Somebody just introduced legislation to try to remove fluoride from some state from drinking water. People, some people are waking up to it. They're realizing like this is so unnecessary and obviously not good. Well, just understand that. Um, there are far too many places that don't have clean water. So, mm-hmm. so you True. know, like Flint, Michigan, still, still, still that water's fucked up. There's, uh, what about that place in hold Ohio? On, hold on, where hold that... on, hold on. And why? Because it's, Nobody wants it to be their fault. So nobody will take like Right. You understand how Well even the government. Not There's plenty e- of money for not Ukraine. E- not even. Yeah. Like exactly. how like how are we ha- allowed to have a foreign policy when we are violating the policies here? Right. You see what I'm saying? Like like what, what? What do you mean the immigrants are getting a check and we're putting them up in places that ha- what? <laughs> you mean in the homeless people's face? Right in the homeless people's faces. 
Like, right? Let us show you what we could have done. Right. Wow. Crazy. That's not okay as a society. No. Well, did you see the the scam that they were trying to do in New York City? Where they were trying to give them debit cards for $10,000, but there's people getting cuts all along the way? That wasn't a scam. That was business that got uncovered. Yeah. And I'll prove it to you. When you go to, like, if you go to jail in New York, everybody goes to Rikers Island. So I was in Rikers Island. So if you got... If you got money on you when you go in, they give you a card when you leave in, and it's got money on it. Your mm. amount, like, systems are the system, like. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of money being made. Yeah. A lot of money being tossed around in the system. And if you have a thing like an open immigration policy, for sure, someone's figuring out how to profit off that. Someone's figuring out something about that. No, no, you're looking at it the wrong way. There is no one who isn't profiting. Everyone's profiting. I'm saying, how ridiculous is it for you to think you have the greatest country in the world and then it not be a big deal to get there? Of course. What do you mean? Of course. This is the hunt, the, the, the bees saying... Why do they love our honey so much? <laughs> well, no one's shocked at that. What people are shocked at is that there's no effort whatsoever to stop the stem of illegal immigration. That's what people are freaked out about. Like it seems like we're not freaked out about the loss of bees. I am. If all the bees are gone, we're, we're gonna die as a civilization because we didn't protect one of the most important insects in the whole ecosystem. Yeah. Right. So, you know. And they think cell phone signals are fucking them up, too. Well. The, you imagine you've the, been a bee forever, and then all of a sudden someone introduces cell phone signals everywhere? And this like, is oh, part no. of the purpose of religion in society is to try to get you away from exploring all of the things you could be doing with your time and put it somewhere that's healthier. Like, what do you mean? Like principles of meditation and, you know, believing that you should be trying to do a good job and being nice, you know, because it's not really that profitable, right? But here we are talking about, you know, that's what really will help our country and civilization if we treated the downtrodden better but the truth is is very little money in that yeah very little money in that the truth is that the immigrants that come over here are, are generally super qualified at something yeah and motivated and <laughs> <laughs> i mean shit if yeah. I just walk and that's here? that's what's made all immigration important. Mm -hmm. it, um, you know what I mean? Like um, the the Mexican people were the second, or well, they were their own jolt to the civilization of the fact that yeah, you say oh they shouldn't come over, but 
anybody that comes over willing to work hard and succeed and those are people you want apart yeah. and they immediately help like you can look at the extremes of course but um the benefit um are astronomical and always have been since Pangea. yeah the benefits are great the side effects are crime and that's what you have to be careful of especially when you got organized crime that's coming in to sell fentanyl you got a lot of that that's a that's a wild one because well, that that's propped up by laws that's propped up by our drug laws and that, that puts you in a real complicated situation like do you make drugs legal everything everything legal the problem is you're going to get a bunch of people to get addicted to drugs that probably wouldn't without that and then nope. you have to say is that just part of the process we have to learn to deal with this new thing that's everywhere and and readily available and how many people are going to try it just because it's legal probably quite a few but at least how many people are not going to die from fentanyl poisoning because they're going to get pure stuff probably a lot uh yeah that well talking fentanyl in specific like it's a very difficult conversation to have because most of the things that we will all agree are terrible drugs aren't being used at the hospital right so until that part gets um take like it's, it's a bad look all the way around but mm -hmm. but the bar has been set so high like everything that's called a drug nowadays is terrible <laughs> <laughs> like there's been no evolution like yikes well that's part of the problem with keeping drugs illegal and especially psychedelic drugs since 1970. It's like stymied human evolution, stymied research, stymied <clears throat> growth. What did? Keeping drugs illegal, keeping psychedelic drugs illegal. Look, if there specifically was psychedelic if, drugs. If there was a God, then he put a fail safe on the drug so that you would have a barrier. And that's Richard Nixon? That's o that's Odin. <laughs> Odin, yeah. Right. Right, with so, those drugs. Right, so really what's happening is you're like, okay, whatever you're on, do it to your debt. And yeah. so, you know, um, statistically, that's going to happen. You're going to lose some people, but the people that's not doing it, they're not going to start doing it. Like, right, and they're going to learn from the people that died. Like you learned to not eat poisonous plants. You would think, but if that were true, nobody in the world would ever do heroin like, if you've ever seen somebody kick it, like right. you would never do it. Like it doesn't matter how it makes you feel if the end result is defecating and urinating in a puddle that you're laying in while being naked, then be, like yeah. you would yeah. uh, like true. You would just call that poisonous. If you were smart. Yeah. You would learn. You'd learn from other people doing it. And that's the thing. It's like we're reluctant to allow that factor into people's lives. But we kind of have with a lot of other factors. Well, a lot of these things were used sparingly and in context as well. Mm -hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Oh, so, sure. so it, Particularly a lot of psychedelics. They were used they, in a ritualistic way. But, but that's like us saying, you know, while in that cooking show... They were using herbs and spices. 
<laughs> like, yeah, that goes with it. Right. Like, right. if somebody tells you that when they used to come through with the ball and the smoke and the incense, that mm -hmm. at one point it was marijuana, yeah. right? Understand that it was setting the mood of the room. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, that's how you know there is an occult. How could there not be? There's another side to everything mm -hmm. um, universally. So, <clears throat> yeah. That must have been a wild time at church. Everybody just got contact high. People walking down the aisles with balls filled with marijuana smoke. Well, it understand this is not being consistently done. This is being done. Right. You know what I mean? And so there's no such thing as you getting too much of it. You're not getting enough to do anything except relax. Right. And relax is what you should yeah. be doing as we discuss what we're discussing. Yeah, it'll humble you a little. Calm you down a little. It'll take the edge off. Yeah. You're not, you're not getting enough um, to have the munchies. And if you do, we'll probably have a little something for, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm saying all throughout history, people have been searching for this connection. And, yes. and we don't have historically any evidence of any groups of people doing it, doing something for no reason. Right. There was a element to this. So when we have the stories of, uh, we went in this cave and um, crazy shit was down there. And like, we now know that a lot of that existed. Like the air is not the same down there. Like it might've been a poisonous gas in there. And we right. know that, you know, these were things that were not known then. So... Um, it's just fascinating to see the stories where we are now and to see how advanced they were on these particular subjects and that time weeded out the BS stories really well. Yeah, there's probably something to all of them. There's probably something to all stories from all cultures. And There's a reason why they would want to tell them over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. One of the criteria for it to last over time. Yeah. Like, that's what I understood. Um, when I broke the internet, I was trying, I, 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 let me see if you know, like, when you start studying quotes and where great quotes come from, you start getting these people that are known for their great quotes, right? But the further you go back, you see who really said it first. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what brings it full circle to that emerald tablet I was telling you about, right? Because 70% of it is something you've heard Well, I can't wait to read it. I wasn't even aware of it, but it totally makes sense. Like, there are things in it that are verbatim 
to the Bible, verbatim to the Quran, like verbatim to. <clears throat> I'm gonna read it. It's a great thing. Catwood. Right. I'm about to end it anyway because the old um old girl's about to um end. So right, I'll catch us all in the next episode. That was Joe and old mate. <laughs>